Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. What a night. Big wins. I mean, it's a football Friday on the fan, but I put together all these football notes all day for nothing, really. Seasons change. It's time to talk basketball, man. It's time to talk hoops. Mixing a little bit of hockey. And I ain't no Knicks fan, but, man, Knicks fans are on 10. Bing bong. We got the bing bong drop. Now it's time for all the bing-bongers. Now it's time for Knicks Mania. I've been telling you all week. I've been telling you all week. Like, (laughs) I said if the Knicks go down there to Philly and beat the— They didn't just beat them. They beat the brakes off of them. Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, the big, bad 76ers. We have to start there. This was the first game I really watched. Right, I, I I know the first couple games with OG, I glanced at and I looked at the, the box score. I'm watching this game tonight, and I'm like, yo, the pace, the speed, fast breaks, bringing the ball up the court, not just Brunson bringing the ball up the court, whoever bringing the they were They were applying pressure. This is the 76ers, right? The process. They got the reigning MVP. And we'll go through the stats and the numbers. But, man, the biggest thing, excuse me, the biggest thing is that the Knicks go down there and take over their building. That doesn't happen very often. I mean, there's a rivalry that exists between New York and Philly. (laughs) I wonder what it sounds like on WIP right now. Because in that arena, it sounded like, let's go Knicks. Let's go Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go. I'm not mad at it. I hate Philly. I got no love for them. If, if you've listened to my show, I, I don't rock with the Flyers, the Phillies, the Eagles, or the 76ers at all. And, man, I'm watching the Knicks. Everybody went out there. Like, I'm looking at this Knicks team. And, I like, take the Knicks logo off the jersey, right? If you're a Nets fan listening and you're watching the Knicks right now, I know there's hatred there. I know there's a small rivalry there. I know you got to be kind of tight as a Nets fan right now. Yeah, the Nets won. We'll get to them. But it's the Knicks time. It's the Knicks time. And when you look at the construction of this team, one trade 
one injury, two injuries, has shifted this team. Now go look at the box score. Pluses all around. When you look at the bench, go compare the Sixers bench to the Knicks bench. Bad grades, negatives for the 76ers. Pluses everywhere. Quentin Grimes, plus 37. Josh Hart, plus 46. And I, and I know people don't necessarily care about plus minus. We can talk about the points, though, that you're getting from the bench. Grimes with 19 points. Hart with 10. Hart, man, I, like, he's a glue guy. He's the type of guy you need on the team. He does what you need him to do. He played 30 minutes coming off the bench. And obviously, everybody's going to talk about Jalen Brunson. That first half that he had. I mean, the game was over in the first half. Jalen Brunson raises his game going up against other superstars. He raises his game knowing the stakes, knowing that it's time to stack wins. And I know he only had two assists tonight. Looking at the matchup, it was just, hey, this is a night for me to go out there and cook. You don't have to worry about Julius Randle with only eight points. OG Ananobi, 11 points. Isaiah Hartenstein, this guy, I, I, out of all of the Knicks, I'm like most happy to see this guy get an opportunity and shine right now. And I know everybody has respect for Mitchell Robinson and his game and what he brings to the table, but this guy can do it too, and he can score the basketball. DiVincenzo, when you look at them shooting the three, knocking down the three, I, I give it up to the Knicks and the Knicks fans. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time because they realized they hit a ceiling with the group that they had from last year running it back. They needed to make a move, and they can still make another move. And the whole thing was, okay, how do we challenge the upper echelon in the East? Boston, Milwaukee, 76ers, Philly. Like, you just sent a, a message to Philadelphia. Before the Eagles come up here to play the Giants, you just sent a message to these Philly fans. Can't spell Philly without two L's. Lose the World Series. Lose the Super Bowl. Trust the process. They won the MVP, but MB, MB's not winning the NBA championship. They must need James Harden over there. They must need Jimmy Buckets over there. 877-337-6666. It's got to feel good for the Nick fan. Stay down until you come up. Stay down till you come up. The New York Knicks are 20 and 15. And I think everybody in the NBA is looking over there and saying, oh, okay, what are they about to do next? Because right now they've got a nice little run. And when you look at who the Knicks are about to play, I got I got to line up my uh my Knicks guests for next week. When are they about to take an L? They're gonna beat the Wizards. They're gonna beat the Trailblazers. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. They got the Mavericks with Luka. We know how that goes. They got John Morant with the Grizzlies. And then the Magic have been tough over the years. But I think they're stacking wins right now. And they're getting into a groove. And what I've been saying since the trade went down over the weekend, coming into this week was, you know, it's only a couple games. And right away, the team looks better. So give them more time. Give them a couple weeks, a couple months to gel and maybe add another piece. And I think the Knicks fans are going to be really happy about what uh, Tommy Tibbs has done, what Leon Rose has done, what the Knicks have done in this short amount of time, knowing that they need to challenge and they need to get back to the playoffs and make some noise. They don't want to take a step back. 
337-6666. Brooklyn. All right. All right, Nets fans. All right. A tale of two halves. I would have started with the Nets. I love the Nets. And I was happy to see what, what a pleasant surprise it was, right, for the Nets to come out and play with their hair on fire. The Net fan has just been looking for them to play with some pride, some energy, some intensity. Hit your shots, play defense. And you know what? I guess it took some home cooking. I guess it took conversation about guys losing their jobs, the front office being attacked, the NBA docking them $100,000, people questioning Jacques Vaughn, people questioning players on the team, people saying that you can trade this guy, trade that guy, blow it up, this ain't working. These guys hear all this stuff. They can't avoid it. These guys had a five-game losing streak after what went down on the 27th with, uh, you know, players resting and players being pulled and basically conceding a loss to the Milwaukee Bucks at home during the holidays in front of our home fans. I tell you that this Nets world has been built. And what I mean by that is there are Nets fans that show up to Barclays Center to root on the Nets. I took a call last night. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Shout out to you if you're listening. Maybe his name was Tom. Um, and his son is an Oklahoma City fan. And I laughed. I'm like, there are Oklahoma City fans living in New York, New Jersey. And not because of KD and Russell Westbrook and Harden from back in the day. And so he said he was taking his son to Barkley Center. I'm like, that's a good game to go to. Styles P performed at halftime. I don't, anybody in Brooklyn listening, you got to figure out the sound in there. I'm, I'm an audio nerd. Former DJ, radio major in college. Like, you have to figure out how to get the sound in the arena to match up with the sound that they're getting in their earpiece. There's too many performances where they're offbeat, where they're either ahead or behind the track. Anyway, the fans got a treat tonight. Friday Night Nets. Show up there, get a free T-shirt, and watch the Brooklyn Nets come out and actually hoop and play well in that first half. But, of course, never easy Nets. Second half comes, and on a five-game losing streak, you forget how to win. You forget how to close. They played three quarters, and then here comes the fourth quarter, and of course, I'm like, this is stupid. Here, here come the young Oklahoma City Thunder making it a close game at the end, whatever. All in all, the Nets get a win. The Knicks get a win. The Devils get a win. And maybe the Jets and Giants will get wins this weekend. Maybe you don't want them to get wins. It's a football Friday. We will talk about it, but we got to start with the hoops, with the Knicks, with the Nets. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on The Fan. I'll be right back. The Fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome. The Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. I mean, I was going to give it to my boy Mikey McLeod. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's got to go to Jalen Brunson. You already know the deal. I mean, he had 29 points. But in that first half, to open the game... 
to set the tone down there in Philly. 21 points. He hit four threes. Eight of 12 field goal. I mean, the guy just, like I said, he raises his game. He's the leader you've been looking for. The point guard that Knicks fans were praying for. He's here. And you got him for a steal, honestly. And uh, you know he's very familiar with Philadelphia. He's very familiar with Wells Fargo Center, Villanova Wildcat. All those guys, all those Villanova Wildcats, DiVincenzo, Hart. I mean, deuce is loose. Can't hide Miles McBride. I mean, this kid, too, like, just now one trade, he's out there knocking down four threes. Just one move makes the team look different. You got to tip your cap to the coach, the front office, for working together making the trade, making the move. They're one more piece away. They're one more move away, right? I was just talking to Marco about it. I'm like, okay, see, so, like, they can look different on different nights, different matchups. Julius Randle has been going crazy. Julius Randle has been going off. But, like, okay, he was a little cold. It doesn't have to be his night. It doesn't have to be a 40-point night, 30-point night from Julius Randle. But if they get one more piece, one more score, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's gonna be Carl Anthony Towns or even DeJounte Murray or maybe Donovan Mitchell. I don't I don't know those answers. Leon Rose and 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 Tommy Thibodeau, they're supposed to know those answers. I feel like the Knicks are one more score, one more piece away from like matching up with the, the rest of the Eastern Conference and being able to score. Like they're scoring at a high rate in the NBA right now. It's a race to 100 points. They had 75 points at half. The Nets had 75 points at half. I mean, they broke 100 before the fourth quarter and then t- took their feet off the uh, or foot off the gas. The Nets finally hitting shots. The Nets finally just like answering the bell against the young OKC team that everybody's hyping up. And I believe OKC just beat who they knock off. Um, the Celtics recently, yeah, Tuesday they beat the Celtics, but they go out and lose to the Hawks, and then they come out and lose to the Nets, so they get humbled. I wasn't listening. I was listening to the Knicks audio. I wasn't listening to the Nets audio, but I did catch a little bit of booze for Josh, Josh Giddy. I'm like, I know the Brooklyn Brigade had to have some type of chant for him entering uh, the floor. But anyway, let's get to the calls, man. It's a good night for sports talk. It's a good night to stop talking about the same things over and over again. Maybe we had to sacrifice the football season, the baseball season, for the Knicks to be back. 877-337-6666. Nets fans, call me up as well. I think in the Nets world, it's like, what was the change? I know Kevin Ollie was getting a lot of love tonight. Dennis Smith Jr. stays solid. Spencer Dinwiddie hitting his shots. Cam Thomas hitting his shots. The Brooklyn Nets, like I said, it's a make-or-miss league. The Brooklyn Nets just decided tonight at home they were going to protect their home floor. They got to sleep in their own beds. They come out there tonight. Nick Claxton deserves a lot of respect, too, because uh, I know I questioned Nick Claxton recently, and he goes out there. He has 23. Dinwiddie has 23. I mean, these are your, your Nets. These are, like, you know, Nick Claxton, a guy that was drafted by the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie on his second tour with the Nets in Brooklyn leading the way. I hope Cam Johnson is good. Late in that game, he went down with a, a, a cramp, I believe. I thought he pulled his hammy, but I think it was a cramp. Look, my, uh, Mikael Bridges, 17 points. Cam Thomas, 19. 
off the bench. Dennis Smith Jr., though, definitely like what I see out of this guy. When he's healthy, obviously he had the back issue a couple nights ago. Like, when he's healthy, he is a dog. He is the energy that you need. 13 points for him, 12 rebounds. He played 25 minutes off the bench, and he just is another guy that applies pressure. And All right, I've said enough. I'll let you guys do it. Here we go. Starting off with Dan on Long Island. Dan, you're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, Keith? It's an NBA Friday. Both teams winning. Yes, sir. We don't have to talk football. Maybe later. Maybe later we'll get to the, you know, uh, are the Giants tanking draft position? They need a quarterback. Can the Jets beat Bill? Like, who cares, bro? The season's over. They're cooked. Yeah. Two wins for New York New York basketball teams. Gotta love it. My points, uh, I have one point for the Knicks, one point for the Nets. Mm-hmm. The Knicks point, so... When the first when the trade first happened, a lot of Knicks fans, especially my friends, they reacted. They hated the trade. They thought they gave up a lot for Anuobi. But as you could see after this trade and what I thought initially was going to happen is I think that they look a lot looser, not having Barrett in the system, not having quickly. Those are guys that take a majority of shots and they aren't elite defenders. They're people yeah. that, that get ISOed out of the game, essentially. And Anuobi is a top level defender in the league. He's a, it's a better fit. You, it, aren't you guys enjoying the three games you've seen? It just looks a little different. The ball's moving a little different. Like, the main thing for me, I'm like, the pace. I feel like every time I looked up, and I'm watching all three games, I'm watching the Knicks, the Nets, and the Devils. Every time I look up at the Knicks game, it's like they're flying down the floor. Fast break points. Whoever's bringing the ball up, they're applying pressure. I mean, I, I know they always play like that, but it looks a little bit different. And I'll say this about trades. One, you have to give to get. You have to give up something to get something. And they yep. didn't just just get Ananobi, right? They got a couple other pieces, um, Malachi Flynn, uh, Precious Achua. And also with trades, you can't judge who wins a trade in a, three games, in a week, in a, in a month. I, 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 I think early returns, though, you like what, what you're seeing. I think, the, I think Toronto's happy with the trade, too. But, like, what is Toronto going to do this year? What are the Knicks going to do this year? Stay tuned. We shall see. The Knicks look definitely like a better team than Toronto, obviously. But like you said, that we do have a lot of NBA season left. It's a long 82 games. So uh, as it looks right now, it looks like it's a great trade for the Knicks. And it looks like a great trade for the Raptors. And that's, we, don't, we don't mind that considering the Raptors aren't really something that we would worry about if we're going to make a deep playoff run. Not at all. The and Raptors are going to fight to maybe be a playing team this year. Um, the Knicks are trying to fight to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly. And with with Barrett, he had that he had a decent contract. He got paid though. And then you're gonna have to pay quickly as well. And especially if if Tibbs didn't see quickly as a part of the future plan and thought that he could get more out of Dante, why not make the trade? Yeah, for it was obvious. I, we've I, I I think I've spoken on it. I know BT and Sal spoke on it. Uh Evan, like with IQ you were never going to start him. You were never going to pay him. With RJ, you used a number three pick on the guy. I know people loved him and his work ethic or whatever, but he just never materialized. Like, he just never became. You You got to move on at some point. I, I like the trade for both sides. You got to give to get. Give it time. If the Knicks are able to get to an Eastern Conference Finals, nobody's going to be tripping off of like, oh, man, what's IQ doing in Toronto? Absolutely. And I know it's homegrown product, so people – have them close to heart, so it's tough to give a, give them away. And that leads into my next point with the Nets, another homegrown product, Claxton. Now, Claxton obviously 
showed what he's capable of, what his ceiling is. But is this another Jared Allen 2.0? And as I was waiting for you to take my call, I I looked up his contract. Looks like he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. Yeah, they need so to pay him to keep him. I think they will. He said that he wants to stay, but let's see what happens here. Because if this Nets season goes completely down the drain, it looked like they have you know uh, some pride tonight, some life tonight to say, hey, we're you know we're on a little bit of a slide. But every Nets season, they have a five game losing streak. I actually got to go back and look at like they had five game losing streaks in, in the KD Kyrie era. They had five game losing streaks in the Kenny Atkinson era. Uh, Nick Claxton is a guy that they drafted, they developed, and. It took some time to get this version of him. So he's our guy. I think they do pay him. I think they do keep him. But it depends on the future look of this team, what they do at this trade deadline, and what happens at the end of this season. I would be interested to see if they pay him too. Considering that John Marks with Jared Allen, it looked like it was kind of like a crossroads in his career as well before we made the James Harden trade. It looked like that that, you know, Jared Allen was showing flashes of brilliance, but they didn't want to pay him. They didn't see it was, it was uh, necessary. Yeah. You, know, you know what it was with Jared Allen? He was like a, a, a big teddy bear. Like, he just wasn't tough enough. Nick Claxton is tough. You know, Jared yeah. Allen, I'm happy he got his $100 million or whatever they paid him in Cleveland. Uh, but, you know, Nets fans miss Big J, too. He just, you know, he had to be a part of the Harden trade, which pisses me off as I'm looking at Ben Simmons tonight. Uh, there was just a part of the game where I guess there was a timeout and Ben Simmons had the ball in his hand and he did the, like, Carmelo pump fake. I'm like, sit your ass down, bro. Like, the yeah. fact that, like, he's even on this team and you go back to the Harden trade and then them trading Harden to Philly to get Ben Simmons, like, that was such a mistake. And they're, they're still talking about, oh, his back, he's, he's going to do two-on-two. Two. Forget about it, man. Let's see what these guys do. Lonnie Walker, uh, I'm excited about Lonnie Walker's return, not Ben Simmons' return. Yeah, Ben Simmons is a wash. I see nerve impingement on the injury report. I bet half the NBA has a nerve impingement in their back. The it's, fact that he yeah, doesn't want to be on the court dude. is ridiculous. This guy wants to shop in New York City and show off his uh, closet on, on, on the bench. Exactly. And, and my closing point, thank you for taking my call, but you know, to all the people, all the Anons on Twitter that are hating on Keith and bringing race and racism into it, you all are pathetic. It's disgusting. Keith, we're with you till, till the day that you're on the on the fan, till the day you leave the fan. We're with you all the way, man. Thanks oh, I love it, man. Call. Appreciate it, Dan. I, I love it, man. Those people are cowards, though. And I like, I really try to ignore the, the hate and the ne- negativity, but what I do on my Twitter account sometimes, I put people on the Summer Jam screen. I put you on a big screen, right? I put you on the big screen. I give you the light. I give you the attention. It's just weak. I'm in my third year. How many shows do I got to do? How much do I, I got to stand on business? How much do I got to prove, right, about who I am? If you want to, if you want to, you know, literally send tweets to say that WFAN had to hire a black guy, that's how I got this gig. Come on, bro. They pulled me off the internet. And just, boop, here you go. Steve Summers steps aside. Keith McPherson's the nighttime host. Because I'm a black guy? Like, it's just a weak attempt to try and minimize someone. And, like... You know, the other night I was talking about how, like, I don't shy away from the racism. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be spoken on. If it was that simple, if it was that easy, there'd be way more brothers that didn't go pro talking sports in New York City. 877-337-6666. Like, I can handle Twitter and nonsense. Like, people paved the way and did a lot. And I know I'm paving the way, too. 
I know that I'm not on this microphone. I know I don't have this opportunity just because I'm I'm black. It's quite opposite. I'd be on sooner if if, if that was the case. I would I would have made it here a lot quicker. It took me 11 years graduating college with a radio degree to break into New York radio, and I did it my way. That's a a Frank and Jay Z reference for y'all. Roland Ross is in Bergen County. Ross is on the fan every day. Hey Keith, how's it going, man? Great. It's a Friday. First full week back. Friday, I like to say, run through the tape. You know, these late Friday night shifts sometimes are, are tough. I had to take two naps today, dealing with my son all day. Uh, you know, the the heat, Jeez. the heat coming in because it's cold, the dry air. I'm having some issues. I've been sick, but like I'm here for the fans that listen to the fan that want to talk sports. This is the number one sports station in the world. A night like tonight where the Knicks go down to Philly and Knicks fans take over that building, we got to talk about it. A night like tonight in Brooklyn <laughs> where the fans show up and it's a five-game losing streak and the Nets find a way to win, we got to talk about it. And you know I'm a, a hockey guy now. Over there in Newark, yeah. over there in Newark the Devils come back yeah, and, and get another win. Shaky. Well, shaky against Chicago, man. You get the hey, two points you can't play. Came back and won 4-2. Yeah. I'll, I'll take say it. this. I'll say this, you might be the biggest winner tonight because you don't got to deal with the WIP callers tonight. They got their, No, they're, they're quiet. Their own yeah, they're crying. No, they're they're, they're, they're calling Philly radio them. like, oh, what happened? Well, I'll tell you this. When the, the Barrett quickly trade happened, I know exactly where it was. I was in the, my father's truck listening to Beningo. I hear him breaking his day. I, I think he had a Paul Dacino on or something. I couldn't believe it. You know, I see he's talking about the trade. He's like, you know, they gave up a, you know, a crap ton. But I see it was Barrett and quickly for, you know, and an OB, you know, style player. Nobody's down it. But I think, you know, at first when I saw it wasn't so much what we got in return, it was what we could have gotten. Because you look in, in hindsight how hesitant people were to give up, you know, package Barrett quickly and Toppin for a potential Donovan Mitchell deal. And that was the talk of the town, not no, you know, not, this, not this past summer, but the summer before. And now you look at it, in the end we got a couple second-rounders for Obi and, you know, a couple role players and, you know, uh, you know Ojus, who's pretty solid, but not that missing piece to the, you know, at, at the time. And if you still want to debate the mid-three, but now you look at tonight on the scoreboard, obviously watch the game, too. You know, OG, you know, just in terms of just play on the court, obviously a difference maker, both sides of the ball. You brought up Josh Hart. I don't think we talk about him enough, how much of an animal he is in transition. You look at it on the box score, too, seven guys with double figures in the point column. And that can't be, you know, understated enough. You know, kind of you want to talk about Barrett kind of being, you know, the epitome of mediocrity, kind of clogging up a spot on this team, now opening up. You know, spots for guys like McBride and Grimes who put up double figures coming off the bench. I mean, hey man, they look like a completely different team. Yeah, someone had the vision, you know? Right. Dude, well, I'll say, listen, I'm not going to, you know, act like I like the, the, the trade the second it happened, and who knows lately. You know, at the end of the day, it's three games in, you know, we may have a different perspective a couple months from now. But as of right now, there's no denying that this team, you know, they needed a wash-up. You know, you look like they, they hit a little bit of a skid, and, you know, just in terms of long-term picture. You look at now two or three years, you look at it from, you know, uh, all right, you know, they're finally relevant after, you know, 10, 15 years of being the laughing stock of the league. But at some point, you got to make that next jump. They did it by winning the playoff series, ironically, too, Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, you know, they got their teeth kicked in by Miami, you know, starting off the year. They kind of look middle of the pack. They make that move. But all of a sudden, hey, man, you, you know, you make it, you know, you make one small change. You see how, many, you know, how big of a difference it can make. Onward, stacking wins, mm -hmm. making a push. Like, yeah, the, no, the yeah, deadline yeah. is still a month away. They can add another piece. And when you look at and the NBA Brooklyn. and the construction of teams, the Knicks now have a better constructed team. Brooklyn might do it, too. Who knows? I mean, you look at tonight. I'm not nah. looking at the fire. I don't nah. watch the second of the game. But 
I think, you know, the, obviously the coach is a question mark, but you look at kind of how tight-knit that middle of the Eastern Conference is. They make, you know, like a small, I'm not saying go out and make a Harden-type trade, which by the way, you bring up the Harden trade, all I thought about was you look at Embiid the second. Uh, Simmons was off the team. He tweeted the uh, the funeral, you know, uh, you know, the tuxedo going to the funeral. All right, the Bozo, Ultra. yeah. Yeah, the, the Charmin Ultra sauce. How ironic that is in hindsight. Well, not even hindsight. It's been since he entered the league. But, uh, you know, you know, look at that trade. I'm not saying you make a substantial trade, but one small move. I wouldn't say it's a small move either, but kind of a middle-of-the-pack move and you're not going out and getting it. At the end of the day, Brunson, I think, is established the number one. Randall is, it looks like a completely different player when he's when he's in the head. doesn't have to be the face of an organization. And oh, going from Barrett to OG is not night. It looks night and day right now. At the end of the day, it, it might not be. So we're not, listen, we're not, we don't have field KD. Booker, like you know, they got out in Phoenix, and even them, they got a you know a big three. They're not good. Over 500. <laughs> They're not. They, they they were a couple games under five hundred. You know, this time a couple weeks. You ago, have to build a team. A it's about team chemistry. Yeah, you need a couple stars, but but this 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 uh, big right. three super team days, like that's not where we're yeah, at really right now in, in the NBA. Ross, thanks for the call. I'll say this about the Eastern Conference: I'm down on my nets because of the skid that they just had, and it pisses me off. Because it's, you lose five games and you and 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 you drop a little bit, and you you had about five games early on in the season that you lost late with with a stupid call or a foul or a bucket missed or a bucket given up here and there. And I know we got plenty of season left, but when you look at the East, go to the standings and look at how many teams are the Miami Heat fourth, seven games back, the the Pacers seven games back, the New York Knicks. Seven and a half games back. The Cleveland Cavaliers, seven and a half games back. The Orlando Magic, eight games back. The Orlando Magic were just third or fourth a uh, uh, couple days ago last week. It's tight right now. And now it's separation time. It's a good time as we turn the page on the NFL and we start to lock more in on the NBA. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. It's fun to win. It's fun to watch your team win. It doesn't always have to be miserable. We don't always have to yell and fight and scream and argue and point the finger. Let's have some fun. KM to 2 a.m. Keith McPherson on the fan. 1130 here. And, you know, I'm watching the post game with the Knicks. And they ask Jalen Brunson about Josh Hart's plus 46, which is ridiculous. And his response, I could care less. (laughs) You know, you get Quentin Grimes out there shooting. Miles McBride out there shooting the deuces. Lose can't hide McBride. Grind, like. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. These guys look different all of a sudden. That's why I'm talking about the chemistry of a team. That's why I'm talking about one trade shifting a team. They had a lot of guys. They had a lot of overlapping guys. Sometimes you have too many of the same guys. Sometimes you have too many guys that aren't as effective. You can make one move, minus two, plus three, boom. Now the team looks different. 877-337-6666. The Nets have a bunch of guys too. And they're still figuring it out. And I want to give a shout-out to Kevin Ali because um, Dennis Smith Jr. said something at halftime about the defense, and I got to go find the quote. But <laughs> we're all talking about Jacques Vaughn and and how, you know, all the players aren't responding to Jacques Vaughn. And um, I'll go find the quote from Dennis Smith Jr. about assistant coach Kevin Ali, and, and – it, it just it clicked tonight for, for the Brooklyn Nets, finally. And it just makes you wonder, like, what was the difference? What was the disconnect? Like, like if you can do that, if you can turn it on, like, how, I don't know. I don't know what happens. It's, you know, back-to-backs, you, you go on the road. Like I said, these guys, they, they have Twitter accounts. They have Instagram accounts. They, they hear the, the whispers. It's not whispers. They, they hear the loud noise about each player and the coach and the GM. And and the owner, and I said it, it wouldn't be the Nets without a five-game losing streak every year, every year, longer. I mean, I'm sure I could go back. I'm glad they stopped the skid. I thought they were going to lose tonight. But every year, it doesn't matter who's on the team. The Nets have a losing streak. A lot of teams go through losing streaks, but I swear the Nets have it consistently every single year. Vince is out in Brooklyn next up on the fan. Go for it, Vinny. Oh, did you hear something about, say something about whispers? It's a love thing. All right. Um, listen, I'm a long time Net fan. Long time. Uh, long before you were born. 50 years. You know, uh, uh, Long Island. Mm-hmm. And every day, you know, St. Billy Paul's on the cats and whatever the case may be. Listen, uh, I went through the whole 80s, 90s thing with the battle between the Knicks and the Nets. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, and the wizard, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. And uh, we're, 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 you know, and the the, uh, the Washington team when they were all battling for contention with, with Philly and everybody, you know, trying to get on the top of the uh, of the uh, of the Eastern um, of the Eastern Conference. Right. I remember. I remember the foot the the, the, the battle at that. Uh, I probably don't uh, wouldn't remember this, but the battle at half court. With Foots walking and Julius Irving said that that went down and 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 Philly won won the chance to get the okay. game seven. Okay. It's years ago. It's years ago. I I really I really don't mean to you know to be listen. Uh, I think both teams are, are one are one point uh, one one player away from uh, from from making something happen for for each other. And um and that's it. I'm not even gonna talk no football. I'm not gonna talk no baseball. That's it. I got my Nets. I'm a Nets fan. I got to the my, I'm Nets long time. Go ahead, talk about it, baby. Go ahead. Do yes, sir. Thing. Stay Thank down you. till you come up. Thanks for the history lesson. Thanks for the you know Nets fan chiming in on the fan to say, hey, we're one piece away. I don't believe that, but who knows? Maybe a scoring point guard. Uh, I I don't know. One trade, one move can change the complexion of the team. I think the Nets got to make a move. I think that this current Nets team that we're watching off of the trades last year to bring Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges here 
after they brought Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie here, right? That wasn't that that wasn't thought of. Like they brought the first trade for for Kyrie with Dallas. They brought pieces here to play with KD, and then KD was like, "Yo, don't forget about me. I want out too. I requested a trade before Kyrie." So it's like, oh, all right, now we got to see what we can get from Phoenix. And I think they did a good job with players and picks, but it wasn't like they made those moves together. They didn't make those moves and make those pieces complementary. And then over the course of the offseason, I tipped my cap to Sean Marks, bringing in a Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker wasn't even in the rotation when the Nets started the season. And then he emerged as the most exciting player on the Nets got hurt. I tipped my cap to bringing in a dog like Dennis Smith Jr. I know he's hurt. I know sometimes he's ineffective. But what he brings is energy. And other guys feed off that. The emergence of young guys like Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp, that's needed. They're in year three. They're not rookies anymore. They're relied upon. And they're supposed to be a defensive team. There's so many defensive-minded players, right? Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, who was in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year last year. Oh, and Ben Simmons. That's another. That's what I'm saying. The mistake that the, the Nets made was, was resting on the thought, because it was it's only a thought. It's, not, it's never a real thing. Like, when was the last? Come on, bro. This Ben Simmons stuff is annoying. But, like, the thought that Ben Simmons was actually going to stay healthy, be in shape, and want to play this year. No. This guy doesn't want to play basketball. You got to get him up out of here. So, speaking of one trade, man, send him anywhere. Anywhere. For anything. Make that trade, and I'll be cool with the Nets. Obviously, they need more. Um, and, and you know, I, I mentioned a, a scoring point guard. But like get Ben Simmons up out of here and I'll be I'll be happy with this season. 877-337-6666. Speaking of Ben Simmons, like, you know, down there in Philly, they told you there's a reason why they were showing up with t-shirts, showing up to this guy's house. There's a reason why they hated this man. Because he got the bag and he didn't want to play. And when he did play, he was allergic to the rim. So the Nets should have never taken that trade on. And now when you look at the Sixers, and as it seems like the theme tonight is the, the the complexion of teams, the construction of teams, the chemistry with teams in the NBA, it matters. They use that chemistry word a lot, but it matters. The Knicks have a lot of reps together, and they had a lot of reps with IQ and RJ, but you take them out, and now there are guys that weren't getting as many reps, weren't getting as many min- minutes, that all of a sudden now they're rising. Now they're emerging. Now they look like different players. Quentin Grimes, Miles McBride, even, even DiVincenzo, Hart. It's a it's a chemistry project, right? It's a little mix of this, a little dash of that. Boom. Now you got it. The Sixers are now on, I don't know, their fifth iteration of putting different guys around Joel Embiid to try and make it work. They're on their third coach. Nick Nurse, right? Harden forces his way out of there. They ain't got it. They're not winning anything this year. I would love to see uh, them just... You know, get humbled, slow down. I, I think I said on, on air, somebody called me from Philly talking about Embiid on a night when Embiid went off. And I was like, miss me with the Embiid talk. You know he's going to be hurt. He was just hurt right after that. And I'm like, like he, he'll be hurt somewhere down the stretch. He'll be hurt in the playoffs. If the Knicks stay healthy, they're going to make a lot of noise. Ben is in Connecticut next up on the fan. What's up, Ben? 
Hey, Keith, uh, I wonder if uh, Stephen A. knows who that dude Hardenstein is yet, huh? <laughs> like, what an idiot. Why, like, how do you go on national television in New York City claiming to be a Knicks fan and then talk down on Hardenstein? He's balling. He's been balling. Since he's got this opportunity to start, he's making Stephen A. look really dumb. That he, he like, I know you got to sometimes pick on a guy. You got to pick one guy out. To like you know single him out is like oh now they're with, oh the Knicks got to do it. now I gotta watch this guy Isaiah Hartenstein that was just foolish man it just shows you that Stephen A as much as he gets paid as much as he gets to be on TV and they're talking about how much he's worth does he really watch the games like we watch the games yeah and he wants to like pretend he's a Knicks fan now he just tweeted out saying my Knicks it's like. You might as well just tell us that you don't actually watch the Knicks if you don't even know who that guy is. Right. And we've been seeing Not him just play this hard year, out all season. The last three years. What are we talking about? Definitely. Um, also, I just looked it up, and that's the first time the 76ers have been held to under 100 on their home floor all season. Um, and, I mean, first of all, it's just amazing how it's almost like these teams play the Knicks now, and they're like, whoa, we don't expect defense like this in the NBA regular season. Like, this team plays hard. Good. Like, that should be your calling card. That should be your M.O. Look at your coach. Like, that's the, the Knicks should be playing hard defense like that against these superstars, against the MVP of the league, going into somebody else's building. They say defense travels. So on a night where, you, like I said, Randall might not be going off, Brunson can step up. They can't check him. You play enough defense. You push the pace on them. They're getting tired. They're getting discouraged. They hear their own fans groaning, and they hear the Knicks fans getting louder and louder. New York taking over a Philadelphia building. Uh, you love to see it. I got no problems with that. 100%. And I mean, the last thing I wanted to say is just uh, it's amazing to see how unselfish this Knicks team has gotten. Like, one criticism of Randall is that he used to be a ball stopper and stuff, but you can tell he's got faith in his teammates now, and they, they'll make the extra pass. You can tell they're all in it for each other out there. Yeah, they got a bunch of guys. It started off with just Randall, right? When when Randall got MIP and uh, we here, and and then you know the Knicks are back. The Knicks get back to the to the playoffs. It felt like it was just Randall all on Randall's shoulders. Nah, Julius Randall got to feel like, yo, I got a squad around me. And some nights the squad's gonna need me to get all the points, get all the boards. But other nights I just got to give it up. If it's not my night, somebody's gonna pick me up. Thanks for having me on, Keith. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Yeah, Hartenstein been here 2022, 2023. It's now 2024, bro. This is three years. Like, for, for Stephen A. Smith, to you you got access. You're right there in the garden. I think it was just a mistake. But how many mistakes do we catch Stephen A. Smith making? Like, I, I drew the parallel to Isaiah Conifalefa. And what did the Yankees do, right? After this guy goes on first take and he says, you know, Falefa, Falafa, whatever his name is, I want him out of here. That was a take from the 2022 season, not the 2023 season, right? That was the take that you should have had when the Yankees made the trade for him and put him at shortstop and he was booting easy routine ground balls. And I guess you didn't watch a Yankee game all of 2023. You get on first take, you're talking to Mad Dog, and you say, Connor Falefa, we're like, <clears throat> Connor Falefa? Connor Falefa's playing six different positions. Connor Falefa actually, like, has been decent, like, as a as a utility player now in this terrible season. You're, what are you talking about? Like, tell me you don't watch the game without telling me you don't watch the game. And so the Yankees bring him to Yankee Stadium to throw out first pitch, and he goes out there and makes a fool out of himself. Appreciate Stephen A. paving the way.
rooting for everybody, black and all that. Not to bring race into it again, because it seems like that's been the theme the last two nights. Good, I'm fine with it. But, like, come on, brother. Do better. We're right here in New York. At least know the New York teams. You live here. You rep New York teams, the Knicks and the Yankees. You go on ESPN in New York, and we're watching your show, and those clips come out, and we're like, what? <laughs> Shaggy? Scooby? Bill is in Yonkers on the fan. What up, Bill? Hey, Keith, man. Hey, just first thing, I love your show, man. And uh, you'll be in the midday one of these uh, one of these years. Real I love soon, the I midday think, show. Uh, BT and Sal did an incredible job today yeah, interviewing man. Trevor Bauer. You know, somebody said something to me yeah, online, too, about, like, I, I was singing the praises of Sal Licata. I don't agree with a lot of Sal's takes, but I do think he is a pro's pro professional. And somebody said something to me online, like, stop singing Sal's praises, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm going to sing the praises of guys on WFAN that I know come in here and do a good job and do good work. And and I think those guys are great in the midday. I think those guys are, are, are great. Um, I, I'm not looking to take anybody else's spot. I'm happy to have my spot here at night. I'm going to keep doing my thing and, and proving who I am and what I bring to WFAN. You already proved it, man. And uh, to me, all you sound like is an American sports lover. That's it. Yep. Hey, so uh, so what do you think about packing up? Like, we, we're going to have to pay Robinson. So I know he's hurt and everything. But he'd be, you know, with the emergence of Hartenstein, you know, we, we got him on the cheap. So <laughs> why don't we just pack up Mitch, man, and, and put him for a uh, – yeah, a top-tier guy. It's already a conversation. I know they're trying to get that exemption for uh, Mitchell Robinson's season ending. If Hartenstein stays healthy, which I, I feel like he gets beat up. He's bloodied all the time. He's knocked out of games. He had to come back <laughs> in from that <laughs> other baller, game. Man. He's a baller. Yeah, but, like, it's going to be a real conversation about, well, look what we have here. It's great to have them both, but you can't you can't start them both. Right. And it's you a business. And you're going to have right. to pay OG Ananobi so that he doesn't go to Philadelphia and join the Sixers. So, Right, right. So you're going to have to send one of the two out of here. And if this is a right? year that the Knicks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, that favors Isaiah Hardenstein. Right, right. Thanks yeah. for the call, Bill. Uh, sorry, cut him off. But we're up against it. We got a break. 877-337-6666 is the number to dial to join the show. Man, call up and tell me something cool. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, quickly here, before we get to midnight and it turns to Saturday, Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to 2 a.m., you got me talking sports, really talking hoops tonight because it's supposed to be a football Friday, but football is cooked. Come on now. You know football is cooked. There's there's really nothing to talk about. Just get to the games. I guess you can hope for a win or hope for a loss. What does it matter? What does it matter at this point? It does not matter at this point. There's nothing to talk about. You guys want to talk about Saquon Barkley? You shoot like... We got to reach for stuff to talk about. We got to talk about tanking. We got to talk about Bill Belichick's last game. Like, nah. It doesn't always have to be negative. It doesn't always have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be the same episode over and over again. This is a new episode tonight. The Knicks are back. The Nets broke their losing streak. And yeah, uh, correction on Isaiah Hartenstein. I don't know why I thought this was his third year on the team. This is his second season with the Knicks. He did a season in Los Angeles. 2021 to 2022, 2022 to 2023, 
Last season was his first year here. This is his second year here. So I'll give Stephen A a break. I feel like he's been a Nick longer, though. I don't. I feel like he's not new. I, that's all it is. I feel like that's not a guy that you look at like, who's this guy on the team? I feel like you've seen him before. How can you miss the guy? Like, feels like he's been on the team for like ten years. Yeah, he's seven foot. Like, how, I don't know. I feel like you. I feel like he. You know, my mistake. This isn't his third season. This is his second season. And Every, honestly, Keith, has everybody knows a, him now. Has there been a bigger win in the franchise history of the New York Knicks than tonight? Yeah, Paulie and I were joking before the show. <laughs> Seriously, I, and, and I'm, I'm no trolling. I mean, it's a massive win. The social media discourse tonight, just involving the Knicks, get the Bing was Bong stuff wild. Going now, it's time for Bing Bong. Like it was the, wild on the, X the Knicks opening night win against the Celtics. Uh, was that now two years ago? Three years ago, actually, <laughs> we thought that was the biggest win. I said to Paulie, "No, the playoff wins." Like. I was at game five when they beat the Heat. That was the biggest win. Or, no. That doesn't hold a, a 40-point win in Philly. No, we're living in it. We're, we're in it right now. This one, man, and that's why I said, like, the Knicks, when they come back to the Garden, like, now the ticket prices go up more. But, like, the Garden gets stronger. The fans come more alive. The bandwagon fans. The fans yeah. the fans that don't know who Isaiah Hartenstein are. They're, they're going to know out him now. <laughs> and I want. I want the Knicks to do well. You have the Knicks and the Rangers doing well at the Garden. That's somebody, an electric please. winter and spring. Somebody called yesterday, and they are like, Keith, I like your show because obviously you're a fan of your teams, but it seems like you just want somebody to win. And I said, hell yeah, whoever wins, I'm going to be at the parade. I'll be at the Knicks parade with my Nets gear on, drinking with y'all. I'll buy you a shot. Like, I want somebody to win. I've been living in New York too long without a parade. I've been living here the whole drought. I've been up here for a decade, and there ain't there ain't been a champ, so. I'm just waiting for somebody to win. The Devils won tonight. Paul is down in Memphis, Tennessee. Paul, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. It's great. Uh, happy New Year to you. Um, so when it comes up with the, with the NHL, right, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's almost like a, a, a red-headed stepson type of way of looking at it because look at what's going on right now in hockey. So you have the, the Rangers at the top of the deal. You got the Islanders. The Islanders that were more or less the same team back from last year, and you're Devils, and we're all in like within percentage points of each other. So I want to get like your 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 take on how this works out. As 2024, we've now entered the NHL world as the leaders in our division, and all of a sudden. We're now beating all of these teams like, you know, like Las Vegas and all these other teams that are like like these premier teams, yet we're holding our own. And all of a sudden, now does the NHL become the next thing that happens after the Giants and the Jets and the, and, and the Yankees not doing things? No, unfortunately, things? no. And oh. I mean, I've been... I've been trying to bring it to the table, you know, and I'm not even uh, like I've, I've been a hockey fan for all three years. Like this is my third season rocking with the Devils because of my third year on the fan. And, you know, I just I don't want to be on the outside of that conversation. I'm trying to bring it to the table, but you can listen to WFAN all day. I know Boomer's going to talk about the Rangers. Um, almost nobody's talking Islanders unless it's, you know, talking about Salicata repping the Islanders and being a Rangers fan. But, you know, I try to bring it to the table because locally here we have three good teams. Right, but we'll talk all day about the Mets and the Yankees, 
who had miserable seasons. We literally hated watching them this year, but we talk about them every yep. single day. We'll talk all yep. day about the Jets and the Giants who had miserable seasons. But it's just like, you know, it is what it is. That's where the bigger fan bases are. That's where the attention is. This is a baseball town. NFL is king. Uh, basketball right now, the Knicks, the Knicks are back. I, I'm saying this is the Knicks' time. I've been talking for the last couple of weeks about how we even got here with the Knicks. Right. We should be focusing on them, but it's hard, man. Uh, hosts have their own agenda, and callers have their own agenda, too. You know, Nick, so so with the Knicks and, and the Nets and whatnot, you know, I, I love the discourse, especially on FAN, because these guys are so passionate, especially during the daytime pieces. But my goodness, when you talk about a passionate sport like hockey, and I love the fact that you've you know, that you have taken the time to understand what the passion is and and how the sport evolves, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, well we're you don't know until you know. That's something I said, and I've actually had multiple people hit yeah. me up like, yo, how'd you get into hockey, bro? You never were watching. Like, one of my boys was like, I still can't. I, like, I look at you posting Devils clips and you going to games and you retweeting the Devils, and I think it's fake. And I'm like, you know I'm, I'm too real to be fake. Like, you don't know what you don't know. I had never been to a game. Once I started going to the games, I'm like, this is fun. This is lit. Like, this atmosphere is crazy. Like, the, these Devils fans are turning up. And it just so happens the Devils are good again. So, like, I do need to go to UBS Arena and see what it's like to watch the Islanders. I definitely got to get in there and see what it's like for a Rangers game. If I think what it's like in Newark is is cool and, you know, if, if I don't know, I think if more people went and physically saw the games, which they're not, you know, at least in Newark, like, they're affordable to go see the Devils. And, like, if you want to go see Connor Bedard, he just played in Newark tonight. He played in um, in Madison Square Garden the other night. I know some people right. don't know that, but, like, hockey, I think, is in a good spot. Uh, like, the NHL draft is going to be in at, at the Sphere in Las Vegas. Um, you know, the All-Star voting ha has happened. We, we know who the All-Stars are. And I was on the outside of it because I, I, I grew up such an NBA fan. I heard BT say this. He mm. said it's hard to be a diehard NBA fan and NHL fan because they overlap. Like, you just don't have the That's time right. to watch all of these games. Some, right. some nights you got to pick and choose. But, like, this is my That's job right. to kind of keep an eye on everything, and, I, and I'm glad that I, I've gotten into hockey in the NHL. Well, Keith, happy 2024, and I look forward to an NHL season that is going to be outstanding for all A of us. A Stanley teams. Cup playoffs where we do have our local teams playing and advancing. Like, I was pissed off last year because I, I couldn't get on the fan. I was on paternity leave in June. When the Devils knocked off the Rangers, I'm like, I'm needed right now. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the call, Paul. I'm listening to the fan. The Rangers go up 2-0, and all the Rangers fans here peacocking and acting like the series is over. And then when it flipped, it was all about what the Rangers did wrong and how the Rangers blew it and the Rangers' history. And I'm like, can we get some love for the Devils? 877-337-6666. Brothers out there, I know... You know, Stephen A. Smith told you the only thing he knows about hockey is the puck is black. That's another jab at Stephen A. Smith. But, like, come on now. It's a sport. It's entertaining. And, like, I don't know, in Newark, there's black people all in Newark. There's a hockey team right there. Why wouldn't you pull up and go see the professional team in Newark? When we turn the page, it'll be Saturday. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best.
best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.